This morning we're going to uh, go to the book of 1 Chronicles, the 15th chapter. That's where we're going to start. That's where we're going to begin at. And then we'll uh, appropriate ourselves to other areas of the Bible. 1 Chronicles, the 15th chapter. And the title of this message today is Repair the Breach. A breach is a break or an opening in something that causes what we call a transgression. It's a it's not authorized when something is compromised or breached in what God has placed together as being whole. Once it's breached, it causes a crack. And where there's a crack, things can enter in where they shouldn't be there and it can cause big problems for us. So, we want to give God honor and praise this morning that He sent Christ to repair this breach for us. I want you to hold your places at 1 Chronicles, the 15th chapter. Is everybody there? Amen. 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 Here, for you that's not used to being here uh, uh, at, at House of Destiny, we do get close to the Bible. Uh, we urge everybody, if you don't have a Bible, there are Bibles around. If somebody gets you one, because it's vital that we know what the Word of God is saying. Do y'all agree with that? Amen. It is vital. It's too many times that people just today just don't, for whatever reason, other than being lazy, they just don't know what's in the Word. Amen. And we need to see what's in the Word so that the Word can show us what it is that, that we need to do. Repair the breach. What are we talking about? First of all, the ark had been captured. Now when I say ark, you've got to understand, spiritually speaking, that the ark is the Spirit of God. The ark had been captured and held by the Philistine for seven months in 1 Samuel 4, verse 11. And verse and chapter 6, verse 1. Now, 7 is the perfect number or the perfection of something. And the word Philistine means, I got to set the stage for you so you can understand spiritually what's going on here. And the word Philistine means to roll in the dust. Now, we were made from the dust of the ground, correct? That's the word. Now, to roll in the dust means that we're rolling in our carnal nature. In those places where the Philistines uh, possess our soul and causes us to be more going at the world than we should be going at God. So, for seven months, these Philistines had captured the ark. Y'all know how it is when you, the, the, the world captures us and takes our spirit into bondage. Everybody knows about that. And after those seven months, it was then returned to Israel to a place 
and kept at a place called Kerjat Jirah, which means the city of ruins. It was 10 miles from Jerusalem. You'll find that in 1 Samuel 7, verse 2. You have to take some notes if you would. Or get a CD. We get them out free. Now, the city of Woods represents the fact that even though they had, the Philistines had released the ark from their possession because it had brought a thing called roids upon them. And even though, and that's what happens when we take the Spirit of God and we defile our body, the Bible says that whosoever defile the temple of God, God himself shall destroy. So anytime we find ourselves rolling in the dust of this earthly life of existence that we're in, then you can bet that the spirit is going to react. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. You can bet that. Throughout the reign of Saul, Saul means death, and he also means ask of. Throughout the reign of Saul, the ark had been neglected and the ark had been in a place of obscurity. And see, that's what death does to us. When we're doing the things that bring forth death into our life, what happens is, is that death will cause us, or the things that we do to bring death in our life will cause us to neglect God's spirit. And not only neglect it, but God's spirit will be in a place of obscurity in our life. You, you got to understand that the reason why so many of us are prospering in God is because, you see, we're neglecting the spirit of God that sent us. We're keeping it in a place of obscurity. Now, I know that the spirit of the Lord is speaking to you up in here. So I really don't need your amen, but I want you to hear. Because you know I'm telling you the truth. So let's see what happens here and how we go about uh, getting ourselves in a bunch of trouble. Let's go to 2 Samuel. Now I want you to keep yourself, keep your places at 1 Chronicles because we're going to get back there to 15 chapter. But I want you to go to 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter. 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter. Because I'm going to do a breakdown of the scripture with understanding and revelation so that you'll be able to understand what's going on in you. I don't need for you to understand what's going on in the world. God needs for us to understand what's going on inside of us. And the only way that we can figure this out is through God's Word. And God's Word has to come with understanding, right? When all of your wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all of your wisdom, you need to get some understanding. But how can you hear without preaching? And how can he preach unless he's been sent? So you can't. You can't go without the spoken word. So in the book of 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, over there. Here's David. And David has a zeal for God at that time in his life. But David doesn't have understanding of who and what God is at that time. I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. The Bible says again, 2 Samuel chapter 6, 
Verse 1, it says, Again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel. 30,000. 30,000 represents signifying these men were spiritual men. They were raised in the spirit. So he thought. And David rose also. Now David is the beloved soul of God. Those of us who know God, God loves us, right? And David arose, that means he, there was a resurrection in David, and there was something that David was wanting to do. David got a glimpse of something that he wanted to do for God, but it wasn't according to knowledge. It was according to zeal. There is a difference between zeal for God and knowledge of God. Just hold on. So David rose and went with all the people that were with him from where? Baal of what? Judah mean praise. Baal mean false god. They were going in false praise. See, they started out wrong. First, look, look what the words say. They were with him from Baal of Judah. They started out from the beginning because they had a zeal for God, but they didn't have no knowledge of God. So what did they do? But they didn't realize it. But they will. Watch the word. And they went out in a false praise, Baal Judah, to bring up the, the ark of God, which is the spirit of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the caravans. Caravans are the protectors of the word. That's where they all dwell. That's where the spirit dwells. It's protected within God's word. God has placed his word above all his name. The book of Psalms 138 tells us. He placed his word above in the beginning was the what? Word. word. He placed it above everything else. So what happens here is the word, the spirit of God, the ark, dwells between the cherubims, those protectors of his word. In other words, if we go against God's word, regardless of who he is or who we are, certain things are going to happen to us. And it's not going to be good. And they set the ark of God. Look what they did with the ark. They set the ark of God upon a new cart. The first thing that they did wrong was they started out in false praise. You've got to follow the word. Don't follow no preacher. If a preacher up here popping off at your mouth and they showing it in your word, you, 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 you need to get another preacher. You need to see what's in the word because it's the word that's going to guide you into all truth. You need to see. See, the word ain't popular no more. Preachers are but the word ain't. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me do it. Y'all don't want to hear me, see? See, we pay more attention to big time preachers than we do what God's word say. Mm -hmm. Come on. Jesus is the only superstar. So we ought to be interested on what God's word got to say. I'm trying to help the church now. So look what they did. The word of God says, and they set the ark of God, which is the spirit of God, upon a new car. The first mistake that they made, church, was that they left out in Baal of Judah. False praise. The second mistake that they made was they put God's Spirit on a vehicle that it wasn't supposed to be on. First of all, it ain't supposed to be on no wagon or no car. The Spirit of God is supposed to be born by the leader. 
expect to cost you. Sometimes it costs somebody their life. That's why leadership is so dangerous. That's why I'm scared of it. Sometimes I want to run from it, and it still busts me up. Come on. Because you see the way the what I'm carrying. And see, everybody else want to kill the person that's carrying it, but they don't understand the weight that's on the person. Because your soul's at stake. And I got I to gotta see God about this thing. So it's best that I go with what's in here. It's best I do. Regardless of what anybody else do, it's best that I teach you what's in here. Instead of what you want to hear. So the word of God says here that, and they said the ark of God, the spirit of God, upon a new car. But first Chronicles 15, 15, and we're going to go back over there in a minute, but it tells us that the ark of God was supposed to be born on the shoulders of the Levite priest. And God has made us kings and priests, right? Amen. So we're supposed to be the ones authorized to carry this ark, this spirit. Amen. But you gotta be qualified first, right? You gotta be saved, sanctified, you understand what I'm saying? Come on, you're right. You just can't be in church, but you gotta have a real relationship with God, right? Amen. Oh, I'm so blessed about what God is doing in your lives. I really am. I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful. You know, this morning I got up and I, I mean, you know, I just got up and I was looking at feeding the children, our partners on TV, and, 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 and I seen how, how the Lord touched my heart. And you know, it's my anniversary today. And you know what my anniversary present is today? That, that God spoke to me and I obeyed to give a donation to, 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 to feed the children. And that, that, that I can't get a better blessing than that. Because when I did that, it's something freed me, minister. Because I obeyed God. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I was going to do it regardless. You know, I mean, after he spoke to me. But I was going to do it this evening or tomorrow. And, and, and something inside me said, no, you need to do this right now. There's something about right now when Jesus speaks to you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Mom, I hope they caught that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> And they set the ark of God upon a new way. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab. The house of Abinadab is the place of nobility. See, it was in a place of nobility. But now, these, these fellows, David and his boys, done went up there half-cocked, as we call it. They done went up there half-cocked. And guess what? They figured to make a bad mistake. They already made two. They went and called prayed, then they done put it on some other way. They bring it back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the place of peace. But they all out of law. They all out of pocket. Because they're doing what they're doing, and it ain't according to knowledge. They got a zeal for God, as the book of Romans tells us. They got a zeal for God, but it's not according to God's righteousness. Come on. Wait, Romans 10? Somewhere along in there? It's somewhere in there. It's in there. So the Bible tells us that they, they, they brought the, the ark, which is the Spirit of God, out of the house of nobility, Abinadab, that was in Gibeah. Now, Gibeah is the hill of the Lord. See, they took it out of the hill of the Lord, the place of nobility. But first of all, in order to take it out of the hill of the Lord, they had to ascend into the hill of the Lord, right? But notice they went in for praise. Now, the Bible asked the question, in Psalm 24, verse 3 through 5, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? It asked that question. Who? Those who got a clean hand, a pure heart, 
who had not been lifted up in vanity or sworn in deceit. Those are the ones. Well, David and them was wrong. David and them hands wasn't clean. David and them hearts wasn't pure. See, because David and them wasn't doing what they, they had a zeal for God, but they didn't have, not according to God, knowledge. Yeah. And that's the thing. We can't do it the way we want to. We have to do it God's way in order for it to be effective in our life. Amen. Amen. We all agree with that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have to. Now, so they take it out of the place of nobility. They go up into the hill of the Lord. They take the Spirit of God out of its place of nobility. And they use two sons of Abinadab, Uzzah and Ahiel, which means their combined strength. See, they put in their own strength to do that. They combined. That's what they did. It said in, 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 in verse 1 here in chapter 6, it said they gathered together. All the chosen men, they combined themselves together and they went in their own strength, did they not? Yeah. And that's what the two brothers stand for here, uh, Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, they wanted to drive a new car. In other words, they were doing this thing in their own strength. Have you ever tried to do something for God in your own strength and got woke completely out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever tried to do anything for yourself without God and got completely worn out? Come on. Am I in the house? Amen. Yes, Amen. So, drop down to verse 6 in the same chapter, 2 Samuel 6, 6. And it said, and when they came to Nacon's threshing floor. See, Nacon's threshing floor is that prepared place of surety. See, they thought that they had the ark in a place of surety. That's what they thought. See, sometimes God will let us go a little ways without saying because he got more time than we got, right? Mm -hmm. He'll let us go as if we really got a sure place. And then he'll bust our head. Will he not? <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. Y'all talk to me. Am I going to run up here and get my head toe off? And had to get hauled up. And the brothers and the sisters had to pray for me and lift me up. I say the brothers and the sisters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Am I in the right house? See, 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 I say the brothers and the sisters had to come and all and help me. Have you ever happened to you? Amen. You needed somebody to come to you and help you because mm -hmm. you you wanted to do good, you went to do good, it was in your heart to do good, mm -hmm. but you weren't qualified. Amen. Because you didn't go in the instructions of God. You let your own little pride get in the way. You know pride keeps you. Amen. Amen. You know your own puffed up self. The Bible said that a haughty spirit is right before what? Destruction or the fall. And, and, and pride goes before the fall. Right? Something to that effect. In other words, when you get puffed up, you might as well get rich. You just shut yourself in the head. Mm -hmm. If you don't hear it and humble yourself down. Mm -hmm. But if you keep prideful, you will go down and you will go down hard. I'm telling you, you will go down hard. Why? Because of your own little old prideful self. Well, let me tell you something. You and your pride, will, you, you both will die. If you don't learn to cut pride loose quick. Every time pride, the prime example is this. When my wife says something to me, and I know she's speaking from the, the Spirit of the Lord, and inside, someone, you know how it's being on, someone. And did something inside me say, okay, try it. 
and I hung on down. Because when I hear that, 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 that sound of that voice inside me, that's God's spirit saying, try it. <laughs> I, hung, I hung my little prayer and said, right on that. Right on that. And I stay safely in the arms of God. And in order to my life, too. Because I kind of like me both. I don't know about y'all. I kind of like me both life to make this thing work correctly. Amen. That's just the way it is with me. Now, I'm just talking about me. Y'all might not need y'all, but I need mine. Both of them. God and wife. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, it says that, and when they came to Nacon's, verse 6, threshing floor, Uzzah, which means strength, put forth his hands, he, he put forth his own power, to the ark of the Spirit of God. See, he, he put forth his, see, and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. See, sometimes we're going in our own strength. Some things will shake us, right? Amen. And we'll try to stabilize but he put his hand on the wrong side and touched out my anointing. Did he say it? Amen. And do my prophets no harm. Did he say it? Amen. He touches what he shouldn't have touched because he wasn't no priest. Only the priest can bear. That's right. Now they already wrote two times old. They went in for his praise. And then on top of that, they put him on a wagon. He wasn't going to be done that, that way. Not, not, not God's spirit. So the Bible says that in verse 7 that because in verse 7 says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzziah. And God smote him there for his error. Uzziah is an example of the inherent dangers in having a zeal for God without knowledge of God's word and ways. See, when you got a zeal for God, but you don't have the knowledge of God, you're going to get yourself in trouble. We all are. Now, the Bible tells us in Psalms 103, verse 7, that God showed Israel his acts, but he showed Moses his ways. That's right. I would rather know Moses, I would rather know God's ways than God's acts. Amen. When you see people get healed, that's an act of God. I want to know his ways. When you, when you see miracles, this or a miracle of somebody might get a big paycheck or whatever, you know, what they call a miracle, eyes be open or whatever, those are acts of God. Now, if you remember Israel, which represents the church, every time God did one act, they soon forgot he had to go back and do another. Mm -hmm. Am I right about it? Amen. Right. But when you know the way of God, that's right. That's a big difference. When you know the way of God, all you got to do is speak the word. Amen. You ain't got to be looking. For something to happen, you already know what's gonna happen, so you speak it like Jesus and go about your business. Mm -hmm. And when they come back and they see the fig tree the next morning, they see the fig tree has been, been dead. Well, Jesus cursed it that evening, didn't he? But when they came back that morning, I believe then the, 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 the reality had set in. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. See, Jesus didn't sit there and curse that fig tree and didn't wait for it to happen. No, he already knew the way of God. I speak it. And I'm going on about my business. Now, when I get back around to it, it'll be what I said it was going to be. You understand know what I'm saying? God's words say, my thoughts toward you are not evil, but they are peace. That's right. And they're there to give you an expected end. That's God's word. Doesn't matter how long you feel it's taking, 
God's word says that my thoughts for you, they'll teach, they'll not eat. And they'll that way because I'm going to give you an expecting. So you've got to be expecting that God is going to give you what he said he was going to give you. Amen. Because God can't lie. That's the only thing he can't do is tell a lie. Because the word. So David's plan to bring back the ark of Jerusalem and Uzzah's desire to steady it when it teetered on the cart demonstrated a zeal for God's kingdom. I grant you they had a zeal for God's kingdom. Yet at the same time, it led to a careless attitude toward the standards of God's sacred word. Ignorance is no excuse. Acts 17.30 says there were a time when God winked on these things, but now he's called all men to repentance. So ignorance is no excuse. If you put your hand to it and it knocks you off, guess what? That's your fault. Mm -hmm. Because the word has already told us that ignorance is no excuse. It is what it is. So what happens is, is that verse 7, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzziah, or Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the heart of God. First, First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 says that, you, don't you know that your temple is the Spirit of God? It's the temple of the Spirit of God? And whosoever defiled that temple, God himself shall destroy, and then what happened to Uzzah? Uzzah put his hand in a place that he shouldn't have had because he wasn't prepared. He wasn't a priest. David wasn't a priest. He wasn't in position. So what happened? He got somebody killed. That's what he did. That's what happened. And verse 10 said, So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city. See, he's scared. And see, he found a newfound respect. But David carried it inside, aside. See, he took it out of the way of going toward Jerusalem and took it aside. He carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, which means work of the flesh. In other words, he, he, he left it. It scared him. Have you ever been afraid with what God is doing in your life and when God caused an earthquake in your life to, to, to just shake you and you just you run? When things don't go right in the church, you run? You, 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 you ever did that? If you have, please don't ever do that. At some point in time, you're going to have to face the enemy. Amen. At some point in time, you're going to have to face controversy. At some point in time, you're going to have to face what's going on in other people's lives as well as why you're facing what's going on in yours. Come on. So, what happens here is David, because he saw what happened, he usually got killed. What happened? What did he do? took it aside and he left it in the house of Obed Edom, which means work of the flesh. He left it down there in obscurity. He was on his way. You know how we start off on this walk and then some kind of way we just get on the side of the road and just leave God's spirit and, get, and then from that point on it's just downhill. We're miserable. It's the same. I mean, I want to stay in church. And I'm glad I know because in order to stay in church folk, I'd be as crazy as the church folk. <laughs> so I'm glad I don't understand church, but I understand kingdom. Amen. Oh, y'all can get that. I understand kingdom. 
See, kingdom people know where they're going. Kingdom people got a vision. Kingdom people know where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do. Kingdom people. Kingdom people do. Church folk, they might, they might not. It just depends on how they feel. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to Chronicles. Because now we see, let's go back to 1 Chronicles, the 15th chapter. And, uh, and we're going to move on through. And I promise you, I ain't going to be too long with you. Give me about maybe 12, 15 minutes. I'm going to try to get on through this place. Because I just want you to see. We've already seen how the ark, the spirit of God, because of the flesh, how it's kept in neglect and obscurity, right? We all identify with that, right? Yeah. We already seen how we, a lot of times, have a zeal for God in 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter, how we have a zeal for God, but we don't have the knowledge of God, and we see what causes it. It causes people to get killed and hurt, right? Amen. Okay, we already see that. Now, let's see what it's like when we get in position. There you go. See, sometimes God has to put the fear of God in us to get us to get in position because you see sometimes we kind of like overlook the sacredness of his word so we talked about preparing the bridge so first chronicles the 15th chapter says this first verse and david made him houses in the city mm -hmm. and prepared a place notice what he did he prepared a place he done got his courage back now you know he had left the spirit stranded for a minute over there at over there at edom's house right you know, where he left it down there in the flesh. But after a while, he figured, I'm going to go. I got my courage back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to try this thing again. I'm going to try God's way this time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try God's way this time. Mm -hmm. He said, prepared. He said, he said, David, he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it a tent. In other words, he, he placed his mind in the right position. No, no, no. what David said. See, he had a revelation. Then they said, no one ought to carry the ark but the who? Levi. The Levites. That's the priest. That's right. See the difference between putting it on a wagon and doing what God said he had to get. No. He couldn't get that revelation until one of his folk died. Yeah, you're right. See, sometimes God got to bring something on us that's such a catastrophe to get through our head that we got to do this thing God's way. And if we do this thing God's way, God will do a miraculous thing in our life. God is sitting and he's waiting. It's already prepared, the place, the whole thing is already prepared, folks. All we got to do is be willing and obedient and we'll eat from the good of the land. That's what his word says. Amen. But he also says this, if you ain't sin, be sure you'll sin and find you out. Won't be long, he'll reveal you. If you up in the church, and that goes for me too, because he's done it to me. If you up in the church and you're doing your little secret stuff, I guarantee you God gonna reveal it. I guarantee you he will. Yeah. He'll reveal you his word says. He said, I'll reveal. You can be sure that your sin will find you out. Then David said that none ought to carry the ark but the Levites. For them had the Lord chosen to carry the ark, not a cart. But he told the Levites, the priesthood, and to minister unto him forever. For a Revelation 1 6 said, God has made us kings and priests. We're kings and priests of praise now. Because Jesus came through the lineage of Judah, which is praise. See, the priest is a new priesthood. 
But we still carry that on. The Bible said, and David gathered, he is gathering again, but he in the right position this time, all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto this place where he had prepared for it. Look at verse 12. Drop down. And he said unto him, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Look what he tells them to do. Now before he just gathered them, right? Yeah. And they went on up there to get the ark. And they got burnt, didn't they? But this time he gathered them together and he said, now look here, I want y'all to sanctify yourselves. He's talking to the Levites, the priests. I want y'all to sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. See, he's doing it right now, ain't he? He ain't doing it his way no more. Because see, God done made him a believer. You see, he ain't going to go up in there half-stepping no more with God. No, God done taught him to show some reverence. Going up in there just touching God's stuff any kind of way and acting any kind of way. Okay. I got you. That's, that's basically what God says. I got you. I'm watching everything you do. And, and just as soon as you step on that grid, that grid is going to electrocute you. Just keep on stepping toward it. You step on it, and it'll light you up. It will. How do y'all know life will light you up? Life, life will. Life will set you on fire. Won't it? Amen. Yeah. I can't get no amen. They're weak on that. They know it's the truth, but it's okay. We all know it's the truth. Life will light us up, put a fire on us. But life, don't you know that it's a good thing? It said, now, the Bible tells us in verse 15, okay, he said, For the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their what? Shoulders, with the stars thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. See, everything different now. Everything now is in accordance to the word of the Lord, ain't it? It ain't that David just gathered the people and they figured they could just go. David chose the people. No, God had already chosen the Levites to do this. Amen. David chose who he wanted, his buddies. The people that he figured would do the job. But God said, no. The people you figured to do the job ain't adequate. I'm going to send you the right people to get the job. Y'all need to sit down. No. I'm going to send you the right people to get the job done. Because the one you chose ain't right. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go nowhere. They present chaos. So when the children of the Levites bear it, it's going down here because I'm going to get through with this. Verse 25. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains of the thousand went to bring up the ark of the covenant out of the house of the covenant of the Lord, out of the house of the work of the flesh known as Obadiah Edom. With joy. See, I tell you one thing. After the flesh, after you done got beat to death, <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> After you done got your head beat to death, you 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 will come up with joy with, the, with God's spirit. You'll be glad, won't you? Come on, y'all! God not gonna be so joyous in the house of the Lord when they come up in the house of the Lord. If they, you know, because God done brought them up out of that over there, you know. <laughs> that thing done whooped you down off in there, and you ready to get 
<laughs> so it's a blessing. Amen. It's the truth, man. It's the truth, man. It's been some, it's been some hard days, man. And guess what? Them hard days come became because of our own choices. That's right. See, that's what makes it so maniacal. Is that it came because of the choices that we made, whether we admit or not. But all of when you get a revelation that I need to come up out of over there either, you'll come up with joy. The Bible says they came up with joy. And verse 26 says, and it came to pass when who helped? God helped the Levites. See, God helped you bring that thing up out of there. God will help you out of that place yes. of the world that's got us in bondage. See, God will help you. But how many of you know that the distance between where over there Edom is, the house of the flesh, then where God is trying to get it to Jerusalem. So that's the process. You gotta go. You gotta walk that way, huh? You gotta walk that way. You can't jump. That's why the Lord said we need to be long-suffering and kind toward one another and loving toward one another because we're all in what? Process. Yes. yes. We're all in process. Yes. And the Lord, He's so gracious to us. I mean, just think about it. I want you to just think about what you've been through in your life. Yes. Some of us are veterans in here. You know, we could have been king. Some of us are street warriors. We could have been king. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, just think about how gracious God has been in your life. Don't think about nobody else in your life. Just think about where God has brought you from. Just think about it. And think about the opportunity that God has given you today. Made you a king and a priest unto him. Gave you all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Think about it. Gave you eternal life. Yeah, it's good to come up out of there with joy. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Did you hear me, church? Yeah. It's a good thing to be here. And God is good because we're all brothers and sisters in the Word of God and in the body of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? This is what God, this is what heaven looks like. That's right. That's right. Yeah. This. This is what we've been praying for, Pastor Fred, Pastor Rocky. This, what we can reach for. Plowing, 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 plowing all, all these years. All these years. Plowing. Running all over the nation in tractor trailer truck trying to bless people. You know what's you You've been with us the whole time. We all been of the same group. We just got extended family now. Amen. That's all. Amen. That's all. It's all about leadership. And it came to pass, verse 26. He says that, that when God helped the Levites and bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, that they offered seven bullets and seven rams, meaning that in, in, in Romans 12, 1 said, they simply presented themselves as a living sacrifice to God completely. Seven is perfection. And David, look what David was clothed in. I didn't say nothing about what David had on before, but now, in 2 Samuel 6 chapter, didn't say nothing about David being clothed in nothing. 
But look now, since he gets in position. And David, verse 27, look at it. And David was clothed. Now David is your spiritualized soul. He's the soul that God loves. And David was clothed with a what kind of robe? A fine 